Father in heaven, we come to your word and we pray that you would open our eyes once again, Lord, to understand, Father, your wonderful wisdom and truth. And Father, may we apply it to our lives as we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to begin a new series, a study of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, but uh, actually I don't want to turn there right now. I want to first turn to Ephesians 5. So we'll start there, Ephesians chapter 5. And the Lord led me to the study of Proverbs here. Uh, I think one of the greatest things we see lacking in our own personal lives is wisdom. Is it not godly wisdom and discernment? So that there are times in our life where we don't know uh, what we should do, uh, how to handle a situation. Then there are the decisions that... uh, are wise according to God's word, but when we but we choose to do things our way. And how many times do you recall making a decision that you regret? I know I have, and you look back and you realize you didn't use wisdom, godly wisdom. But sometimes we use our own wisdom, you know, and, uh, and our own abilities, and then we find out that it it only brings heartache. But wisdom, as you can see, the lack of wisdom is destroying homes, marriages, friendships, and uh, causing all kinds of trouble. Uh, of, of course, the world doesn't have the wisdom that we are given, godly wisdom. But in the church, when we don't walk wisely, then that is when we stumble and fall. Look at me here. Paul writes of this in Ephesians 5.15. Let's pick it up at verse 15 of Ephesians 5. Paul writes to the church, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Capsulized here in these three verses, the Apostle Paul presents to the church the need to walk as wise men. We just finished the Christmas season. We talked about the wise men. But here, all of us need to walk as wise men. Be careful how you walk, he says. Now, nowadays, like uh, Brother Guy was talking about as you grow older, uh, your steps go, go slower. And how many of you times have you found that uh, you didn't lift your foot as high as you, you should have? And over you go. And that's happening more frequently to me too, Guy. I know what that's like and, and the aches and pains. But it's, it's the walk. But the spiritual walk, the Lord is concerned with, with how I am walking in my life. And how am I pleasing to him? Am I walking as a wise man before God? Why? Because uh, these days are evil. He says it there in verse 16. And so we need to make the most of our time. And it all concerns when we walk in wisdom, godly wisdom, then we understand what the will of the Lord is. 
So this was important. I wanted to first go here to understand that the scriptures are making it clear that the believer needs to walk in wisdom. But now turn to 1 Corinthians, and then we'll go to Proverbs. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. And here the Apostle Paul, as he talks to the church at Corinth, he talks about the contrast of human wisdom versus the wisdom of God. Actually, I'm going to start at verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech. We see a lot of that today, don't we? Cleverness of speech, trying to persuade people that the cross of Christ should not be made void. For the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Then Paul says, where is the wise man? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Have you not seen that today? When suddenly you see these people who are supposed to be intellectually wise, they're smart, very intelligent, but they make the most foolish decisions. Many times it it, it, it affects all of us for when we talk about those in leadership positions. And they, those who don't know the Lord, they look on you and me as nutcases, don't they? They look on you and what you stand on and what you believe about the cross and what you say uh, about the, Jesus Christ and what he did for you and what the cross means to you and they look at you like, what are you talking about? Because they're spiritually blind. They have all the intelligence, the human intelligence that you could have, but yet they are foolish in their spirit. They're actually foolish. And that's what Paul's talking about here. That God, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? The world makes decisions according to their own wisdom, but God, God's wisdom is different and is made known only to those who know him. Verse 21, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. But here it is for we who are believers, verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Gentiles, foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because of the foolishness of God, uh, because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weaknesses of of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, verse 26, that there were not many wise among, uh, many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. 
And I love verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, the wise of this world. And God's, God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things that are strong and the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not that he might nullify the things that are, that no man should boast before God. What Paul is basically saying to, to the church here, again, he's saying, don't be surprised when the world looks on you and the decisions you make, and you make it according to God's wisdom, the word of God, and you, you're walking wisely, the world is going to look at you as if you're a fool. And they call Christians fool. Uh, uh, fool, fools for Christ. You ever hear that phrase, fools for Christ? That's what we are. And yet we are given, incredibly, we who are, are just the weak, we're not noble, of noble blood, you know, we're the, of the weak things of the world, yet God chose us right here at Jonestown Bible Church to reveal himself to us and his wisdom, his wisdom revealed to us. And, of course, it's revealed through Jesus Christ. So now, now that we understand how important it is to walk wisely, let's turn to Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, of course. And we are going to find many things in this book, although we will not go, for the most part, we're not going to go. We will go uh, uh, many times through topics and then uh, pull different verses out in the Proverbs that that relate to that topic, but we want to start with uh, with the uh, verse study here in the uh, beginning in chapter one. Look at verse one of Proverbs. The Proverbs of Solomon, the king of David, king of Israel. Well, right then and there, as we start off the book, we know who the author is. It's identifying Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, as the author. But as we go through the book of here, we'll find that there were other authors of some of these Proverbs. There will be the words of Agar, the son of Jake. There will be the words of King Lemuel. Maybe you remember that name. He was taught by his mother great wisdom. And so we're going to see this, but most of it was written down by Solomon. Now, as we, as we think of Solomon, do you recall uh, how Solomon got his wisdom? Do you remember the story? You remember how he suddenly, uh, God appeared to him and said, Solomon, now that he's king, he says, what, what do you want? If you, if you could have anything in this world what would you choose? You know, and he could have chose anything, all the riches and fame and everything else that maybe we would choose. But what did he choose? He said, I'm like a child, Lord. I want wisdom. Give me your wisdom. And that is when God made him the wisest man that ever lived, other than Jesus Christ, of course. But he gave him the wisdom that no other king, no other person ever had. And not only that, God, God blessed him with wisdom, but because he didn't ask for those other things, he poured those on too. And he says, by the way, you didn't ask for these, but I'm going to make you the richest in the world, the one most famous. And that is 
That is how um, God blessed Solomon, of course, with this great wisdom. And so we know who is writing this book at the beginning here, and some these Proverbs. And we see the purpose of the book in the first, first six verses. So look now at verses 2 through 6 with me, okay? Let's read together. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb, a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. So here, as Solomon begins to write, he's explaining the purpose of this book. Verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction. This is, we are going to know wisdom by what is written here. That we might discern the sayings of understandings. These are divine sayings, divine understandings that God has given Solomon, and Solomon is giving it to us. That we might receive instruction in wise behavior. And then the rest is pretty much self-explanatory. You know, these Proverbs are written so that we might walk in righteousness, justice, equity, to give prudence to, to the naive and to the youth, knowledge and discretion. There's that word discretion, which means, of course, discernment. And a man of understanding, a wise man, will inquire wise counsel there in verse 5. He will increase in learning. A wise man will listen and increase in learning. But you know, we, as, we, as we see Solomon basically lay out here in the prologue, he's saying that what you are about to read, this is, these are the things that will help make you wise and help you to walk wisely, as Paul talked about, that we might make decisions that, that will glorify God and our path, will, life will be blessed because of we are seeking God's wisdom and, and, and retaining it and then applying it. Wisdom is applying knowledge and, and knowing how to apply uh, what God has given us. I want you to turn quickly to Colossians chapter 2. Then we're going to come back to Proverbs. Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Colossians 2 because <clears throat> when we speak of wisdom, and we're, we're going to be studying this marvelous book of wisdom, when we speak of wisdom, we have to start here. And Paul makes it clear here in Colossians 2, beginning of verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf, and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged. This is Paul's desire. 
And my desire for each of you as we study this book, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth. You want to be rich tonight? Here's the wealth, the greatest wealth you could ever obtain. And attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding. There it is, wisdom. Resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, and what, what does he ne- say next? That is Christ himself. That is Christ himself, verse 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This is, I think, is the most important thing to take away tonight to to begin our study. Is that when we study godly wisdom, we are really studying the character of Jesus Christ. You and I are studying the Son of God. Because Paul says it right here. In him, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, verse 3. And so Jesus Christ has to be at the center of uh, of our lives in order to receive the wisdom from God and to have spiritual discernment and understanding and wisdom. So if I don't have, of course, if I'm not saved, if I'm not a Christian, If I don't believe the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior, I've not been born again, then then I'm going to read this book, and I could go, uh, what does that mean? Do you remember, how how many of you remember before you were saved and you tried to read the Scriptures? You read the Word of God, and you read it, and, and it just, it was like reading Chinese or some other foreign language, and you just said, what does, what does he mean? What is he saying? I don't, underst- I don't understand anything in this book. But then when you accepted Christ and you were given the Holy Spirit as, as, as a gift, and he indwelt you, the Spirit of Christ, suddenly your, your spiritual eyes were opened, and then you began to read the Scriptures. And what happened? you began to understand things that I didn't realize that before. I couldn't understand that before. But now, you're, you, you, suddenly you are learning things from a spiritual realm from, that God is revealing to you because you are now born again, because you have the Spirit. And so the discerning things are only given if through Christ and Christ alone, the things of God. So I wanted to... to, uh, to Make sure we understand it is Christ himself that is at the center of our study in the days ahead. Now, if you'll go back now to Proverbs, what I want to do in our time remaining, and we're just going to close in in just a minute because this is just an introductory uh, session tonight. But I I just want to touch, go to verse 7. Let's go to verse 7 together, okay? Proverbs 1, verse 7. Then Solomon says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So as we are 
going to be discussing wisdom, its foundation is here. What is the foundation? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And the word knowledge, again, refers to wisdom. What is he saying? The fear of the Lord. The term here, fear, is the common word used in the Old Testament, the common Hebrew word, yara, Y-A-R-A. And there are actually, it has a threefold meaning, the word fear, and maybe tonight you have, you, you are sensing fear over something in your life, and, and that, you know, suddenly that, that bad news or something happens and, and we're gripped with fear. Well, what, what Solomon is talking about, the fear of the Lord, actually has three aspects to it. The first one is dread or terror, that kind of fear that you feel like suddenly when that thing happens and, uh, and you're just frozen in fear. So it does mean that in Scripture concerning the fear of the Lord sometimes. Some people uh, were, had, the, had fear of God as they, they had dread and terror, especially those who were, who were wicked, and God was dealing with them in judgment. But then there is the, the, the idea of to stand in awe, and that was in reference to a king, standing in awe of a king. I don't know how many of you have ever had the, the, the opportunity to go into the presence of somebody who was very famous or, uh, you know, or, or someone, yeah, who, who was well-known. You know, it may not have been a president, but, but maybe someone spiritually, right? Uh, I remember I was asked to, to pray at a... Uh, at a uh, rally, uh, uh, Charles Stanley was the speaker. And so uh, I was called and asked to be there and to be on the platform with Charles Stanley and to give the opening prayer. How would you like to pray in front of Charles Stanley? Anybody? No, I'll tell you. <laughs> I met him for the first time there. That was my one and only time I ever got to meet him face-to-face, but I got to introduce myself to him. And, and basically, here is Dr. Charles Stanley, you know, who I've watched all my life on television and learned, gained so much wisdom and understanding of the scriptures from him. And I just stood there, and, and I didn't know what to say. Talk about being tongue-tied, but I was. And, uh, and, and so we sat down, and then it was time to open the service and... Uh, I got up to, uh, they called on me to, to open the service in prayer. Oh, did I pray before I prayed. I prayed before I prayed, and I was, my knees were knocking. I said, Lord, I don't know how to, how to pray here. You know, how do I, you know. And, and so the Lord, I just relied on the Holy Spirit, and the Lord's Holy Spirit gave me the wisdom to, to pray the kind of prayer he wanted me to pray. But it was such an honor. But I, I'll never forget that, meeting Charles Stanley and being part of that that first time. You know, it, it was that awe that we're talking about, the fear of the Lord. Well, this word fear can be is referred to much like 
in a situation like that, to stand in awe of somebody. And then there is the third aspect, and that is to revere or to respect. And that has the idea, again, of, um, well, and especially like kids need to respect and revere their parents. But I like to think of it a lot like um, when you're driving down the highway and your foot's on, you, you, the pedal's to the metal, and, uh, and you're going too fast. Now, I know nobody here has ever gone too fast, but, but on occasion I have, as you know. And, uh, uh, but anyway, it's when that light turns on behind you, you all suddenly see the red light, and what does that do to your heart? Woof, you know, all of a sudden you see that red light, and you're tempted to drive faster. But you don't, and you pull over, and then he gets out of his car, and it, it, and so when he comes up, what what do you normally do? I can't believe so, the way some of the people act towards the officer. And look at what what is going on today, what people think of our law enforcement, and our officers, and those who are trying to keep the law of our country. They're being bashed, bashed. They're being shot in their cars. They're just, uh, you know, and, and people are just uh, spitting in their face and, and treat them like there is no reverence at all for, for, uh, for the law and for those who represent the law. But that's, that, this is the kind of reverence when, when I'm in the presence of a police officer, there's that, there's that reference, reverence and respect that I have. And so this is, what, this is basically what uh, Solomon is saying, that... Fearing the Lord is the beginning of this wisdom that we're going to talk about. It's having a reverence for God. And if I do not have a reverence and a fear for God Almighty, my Heavenly Father, I don't have a reverence as He is my Heavenly Father and I'm His child. If I don't respect Him and revere Him and stand in awe of Him and knowing that that if He chooses, He can get me back in line if I, if I live a disobedient life as his child. He has his ways of disciplining. If I don't live with that fear, and that's what Solomon's talking about, the fear of the Lord, I will not be able to begin my wisely walk. There's no way I can go begin to honor the Lord in a, in a wise way and have discerning eyes, a discerning mind, and make right decisions unless I start here. So as we close, let's this week seek to fear the Lord and begin to understand what that means again and ask ourselves, do I really live my life in such a way that, that I live to revere him, to honor him, I, to respect him, and to know that he is God and he deserves my obedience? And then you will see wisdom will come your way as you begin to give yourself to his word. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your precious word. For in it, Lord, are all the great truths and wisdom, Lord, that you've given to us and want to give to us. And Father, we know that It all centers around your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom is hidden all wisdom, treasures of wisdom and knowledge.
Father, help us this week to really understand what it means to fear Thee and to walk before Thee reverently and to know that You are with us, watching over us, and You are looking for Your children to live obediently. Thank You for loving us. Thank You for giving us, Lord, Your wisdom, Lord, as we seek it. For we know that You promised to give it liberally if we would but ask and live in the fear of God. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.